This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast interview sessions. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined today by Podcast Royalty. You'll probably remember him from Loveline or The Man Show, but he's also been on Dancing with the Stars and The Celebrity Apprentice. But the reason that I am so excited is that this guy is a lock for the inaugural class in the Podcast Hall of Fame. And you can see him this weekend at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis tonight, tomorrow night. He is the always funny Mr. Adam Carolla. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You, so you're in Indy now? You're you're ready to go? No, and- no. We're, we're, half, we're right halfway between Cleveland and Indy. Oh. Played, uh, Cleveland last night. And we uh, jumped in the rental car this morning and uh, we stopped off in Columbus to have some German food. And now we're making our way to Indy. Ah, so you're, you're driving through God's country. It's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> it's got a reverent kind of look to it. Now, normally when we have guests on, we obviously talk about, you know, the stand-up comedy and, and things. But I have to tell you, and I, and I mentioned this in, in the intro about the podcast. So we started our podcast a little over two years ago. And right after we started it, I took a podcast class by Adam Carolla. And, yeah, so we're going to turn this into a, basically a free commercial for you. I loved it. And it was very, very helpful. And... Part of the reason I'm excited is is the fact that, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't probably be doing what we're doing right now. But also, it wouldn't be a lot of people. I mean, you were really at the forefront of when podcasts blew up. And are you shocked at all about where they've come today? I am, but I'm not really shocked because it was so incremental and it took place over such a long slow period of time which feels like the blink of an eye now but at the time it was just sort of very incremental and so i i would have never guessed that the popularity or the monetary monetization of it i no i never really would have thought of that although i didn't think a lot about it one way or the other it was just you know get up and do a podcast was the thought wasn't really about where it's going to end up. Although I never, I don't really think about where anything's going to end up. (laughs) The the plan is to sort of get up and, and, and do it, which I guess may be a, a, you know, byproduct of not going to college or getting an advanced degree or getting certified in anything. I always just kind of got up and went to work. So I never had this thought about, once I pass the bar exam or once I <clears throat> am certified as a dentist or pilot, <laughs> you know, I'll be able to start work. I just got up and went to work every day. And I, I guess that's kind of what I do in my, you know, comedic career as well. Well, and, and that's another thing that's really interesting about you is, is your career has spanned so many different spectrums, you know, between starting on radio and then doing television and then doing radio and then the podcast, where do they all kind of rank? And, and how does, do, do you enjoy the podcast more, that structure, or do you miss television or, or just kind of give us your thoughts on that? 
Um, well, I, I make documentaries now. I'm finishing my fifth book. I get to do a lot of stand-up, and I get to do a lot of podcasting. And I do a, a fair bit of building projects and car-related stuff. And to me, I don't know that there's one thing that's better than the next. I, I think it's it's like a food. It's like, you know, your favorite food. Well, I guess some people like Mexican food or Italian food or whatever, but n nobody really eats it five nights in a row, you know? <laughs> and so you're not really, the question isn't really like, well, what food do you like more? It's kind of like, well, what do you, what food did you eat the most of? What food haven't you eaten in a long time? What food do you crave? You know, and it's kind of it's more about that. So I always like podcasting. I always like broadcasting. I always like radio. I like the kind of show up in the sweatpants kind of version of show business. <laughs> I never really liked the makeup and the hair and the sort of hit your mark and the lights and the live studio audience and all that. But then on the other hand, it, it's 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 good to do stand up and you know we've done a lot of live podcasts that's that's fun but there's something interesting about doing set material and there's something interesting about making a documentary which is totally different than all of it so the answer is just pure variety oh i love it i love it so we're talking to Adam Carolla, who's going to be at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis tonight, February 28th at 7.30 and 10. Tomorrow, Saturday, February 29th, you've already sold out your 7.30 show, but there are tickets available for the 10 o'clock show. Adam, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, we start this podcast, and now everybody's doing them. There's over 700,000 of these things out there. But you were the guy that really were the at the forefront. I mean, before even... You know, everybody talks about you know, Joe Rogan and, and Mark Marin and things. But where do you see this this business going? Where do you see this, this genre of, of entertainment? Where will it be in five years? Well, I think it'll be where it's already starting to go, which is everything eventually becomes sort of commercialized to the extent that Nothing sits around and and has a growth and has, you know, annual revenues and stuff before it's the man gets involved. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way per se, but I just mean, you know, the UFC starts off as like some sort of cage fighting, whatever, something, and then eventually it turns into some big commercial enterprise, right? right? Right, And, you know, I think it will turn it... Well, look, I mean, how much more commercial has podcasting gotten in the last five years? I mean, first off, people, names, comedians, folks you never even dreamt of doing podcasts or doing, doing podcasts now, you know, big companies are buying out you know podcasts and and I, I think it's just I think what you're gonna see is a like a natural commercial kind of growth to it like you would with any entity that that is bringing in the kind of income that podcasts are, are bringing in and, and you know you, you're probably gonna see some version of 
you know, Walmart or something, like maybe some of the little mom pa uh, podcasts will slough off and maybe there'll be some podcasts, you know, maybe there'll be some giant entity that uh, is an umbrella under un, over all the podcasts. But I, I think you're just going to see it move on, on a trajectory as if it was any business that was just growing. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Now, I, I got to ask you, and we're going to go away from the podcast now. One of the things that I, you know, growing up in the 90s, I'm a Gen X guy. I absolutely loved the man show. And I wonder now, could you make that show in current day with as PC as the world is getting? Um, yeah, I certainly couldn't do a lot of the jokes we did then today i don't know if you could even do you know show called the man show <laughs> uh, but i mean there would be room there would definitely be room for a show that jimmy and i did based on what we thought was funny but i don't know that it could manifest itself the way the man show did and uh no probably Probably not, although, you know, if you if you take a good look at the man show, the the key to the man show was that the joke was always on me and Jimmy. Right, That's what right. I don't think people realize, like in, in a weird way, we sort of grew up, Jimmy and I, I never really put this together, but Jimmy and I always would laugh at Benny Hill. They, they syndicated Benny Hill out of England. Somehow it was part of Jimmy's childhood and it was part of my childhood. And part of the notion for the man show was kind of a Benny Hill type approach, which, which was girls in comedy. But if you think about Benny Hill, he never got the girl. Right. He always thought he was doing real well with the girl and she thought, he was interested in her and blah, blah, blah. And like, they're, they're like, be these, for him, it was all visual, right? Like there'd be a scene where it's like, there'd be a convertible filled with beautiful women and convertible and they'd shoot it from the side. So it looked like Benny was sitting right in the middle of them and they'd be laughing at them. And then the convertible would pull away and Benny be on his bicycle. Right. And that right. was, that was the joke, right? Now it wouldn't have worked comedically if Benny was like Dean Martin and nailing all the chicks, like there's no, there's no comedy in that. Right. 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 It had to work that he thought he was going to get the chick. He thought everything was going to work out and it never worked out. And that's where the comedy comes in. And so Jimmy and I realized that me and him thinking we're the man is great, but at the end we can't get the girl. It right. 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 Cause because it's the, uh, it's the opposite. When it works out, it's not funny. That's not comedy. Comedy is it doesn't work out. But it starts off with you think it's going to work out. That's how that's how all this stuff works. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because and that's one of the things that I've talked about on this show is if you really want to make people laugh, if you make fun of yourself, it actually goes over right. way better than if you're just critical of other people. Right. So people who didn't watch the man show and they think like, Oh, that was a show about Adam and Jimmy talking about how great they were. Those girls, they wouldn't be interested in them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like they weren't. And that's how it worked. It right. Was always, right. It was always the butt of the joke. 
One of the coolest things that you brought up in the class that you taught was when you talked about when you went in to train Jimmy on how to box. And you said that one of the things to be successful, whether you're actually, whether you're doing a podcast or anything, is you said you got to keep that radar open for talent. But you knew right off the bat that he was a talented guy and it just worked for the two of you together. Yes. Um, yeah, you want, are, no, you I was just, yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, we talked about your evolution, but really if you go back just 10, 15 years ago and look at where you two started and where you two com- have come, you both have really evolved a lot. And did you see the success that Jimmy Kimmel is today, 15, 20, 25 years ago? Uh, you know, we're, we're coming up on 25 years. Oh, we're over 25 wow. years since I met him. Um, you know, I I was so naive. I didn't really do any prognosticating. I, I knew that Jimmy worked really hard. I knew he was really focused. I thought he was funny, but I thought he was maybe even a better producer and sort of organizer and orchestrator. I thought maybe he's even a better conductor than he is a player, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's true. He's like, he's a good, he'd be like a good musician and a great conductor. That would be how, how I would describe him. So I wasn't sure, you know, nobody, thought he would be hosting the Oscars or, you know, going on his 18th year of a late night TV. But I knew that he had a, a, a super strong work ethic and knew that he knew how to orchestrate comedy. I knew he had strong ideas and he, and he knew how to put comedy ingredients together to make a really good cake, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and I knew I didn't really know anything other than I, I thought I was funny. I knew I was funny. That's that about all, that's all I had. And I, I knew I knew how to construct things as well. So I just thought, well, we liked each other personally so much that I thought, well, why not? I, you can hang out with a guy you really like to hang out with, and then you get to do comedy. And, and then you should listen to this guy, because I, I bet... I bet he has pretty good. He has a pretty good batting average when it comes to <laughs> ideas. Right. But no, I, I didn't. I didn't have any notions about where we we're going to end up. Oh, it's it's so funny. Like, you know, we do our we do these little history stories at the beginning of our show every week, and it's kind of like what we say. It's where Paul Harvey met Harvey Wallbanger. We have a lot of fun with it. Right. But. Um, you know, your story is right. Re- yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, Paul Harvey. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm showing my age. But uh but it you know, you're a fascinating story because you've had such an impact on on opening up such barriers. I I really think podcasts wouldn't be what they are today without you, especially at the beginning, like you said at the beginning, it wasn't about finance and and you just stuck with it and made it go and and uh, I think it's really cool, man. I, I um, my hats off to you. We've talked to some really cool people, but this one's really important to me. So thank you. Well, you know, it's it's uh, my pleasure. And you know, for me, 
it anyway. You know, I don't, I don't think about the long-term implications of doing it or who it might benefit or who it might inspire. I, I never think of anything that way. I just think in terms of what, what's it, what is it that you'd like to do and what, what are you going to do? And keep in mind, you have to do something. And then I just go about to go about doing it. And, and sometimes you inspire people and sometimes you piss people off, but, yeah. but either, or usually end up doing both. I guess if you're, if you're doing it right, you'll, half the people will be inspired and the other half will be pissed <laughs> off. But right. either way, you just do it, you know, like you can't stop and go, who's going to be inspired and or who's going to be pissed off. You just have to do it because that's what you do. One last question before you go. Documentaries have, have always been popular, but when you see the, the growth, especially in subscribed services today, like Hulu and, and Prime Video and things, it's giving regular viewers in an even larger opportunity to, to watch documentaries. And, and I think documentaries are going to continue to grow and grow and, and to the point where I think in the future they're going to be one of the more popular genres of, of film. What dro- like drove you to wanting to do documentaries? Um, I never thought about doing them, but uh, I, I had a book on uh, Paul Newman's racing career that someone had sent me or given me or somehow got to me. Um, I wasn't a book guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not much of a reader. I've never really read books. And, um, and, and it sat in my bedroom on a sort of end table for a couple of years. And I think at some point I had a flight to Florida. So doing a show somewhere in Miami or something. And I remember just thinking, it's going to be a long flight. And I just was looking at that book and I thought, I should take this book after all these years and and I should read it. Because I at the time, I probably owned five Paul Newman race cars. And, and I knew that some of the race cars that I owned were pictured in the book with Newman driving them. And I thought, well... When I just sort of bone up on which cars and which races and which ones I own, it, it was kind of a selfish endeavor of like, I want to see my car, the one I own. I want to see which race he's driving it at, the pictures. And, and I got, and I ended up just reading the whole book on this long flight. And I think after I got back from Miami, I just had this thought of somebody's got to make a documentary about it. Paul Newman in his racing career because everyone knew about his acting career but no one knew about his driving career and I, I had all his cars so it would keep coming up with me and so I thought, I don't know it's, it seems like somebody's got to make this stock and I had a warehouse and a, I had an edit bay in it and I worked on other movies for myself and independent films and things like that. And, and I just thought, well, let's, let's do this. And, and once we did that, then it all just kind of, you just, I don't know, you get in the, it's, it's, you, you do one and now you're, 
you know, you, you're working on your seventh docs. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if people just make one doc, do one and done. I feel like you just, everyone goes full kid and kid burns, right? It's like tattoos, I guess. <laughs> Once you yeah, get started, like you. That, yeah, like or tattoos. Ex, or yeah, or ex wives. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, just, I feel like you just keep going down that road, and we just got going down that road, and now it's a, a little cottage industry, and it's like, you don't get rich uh, making docs, but you can keep the lights on and build a library, and it seems it seems like one more one more way you can prove you're alive. Yeah, no, and it's it's a cool way to give back too. It's you're preserving history that way. Yeah, it, it's good. He, these people, I think they deserve. You know, I think I think Newman. <clears throat> sorry, I think Newman would have been very pleased to see this doc about something that he was so passionate about. That's very cool. Well, Adam, we greatly appreciate the time. We know you're busy. You're heading to Indianapolis where you're going to be performing tonight at the Helium Comedy Club at 7.30 and 10. And tickets are still available for tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Thanks for having yeah. me. Oh, it's my... I, I would have never guessed two years ago listening to that class that that you would be on After Two Beers. That's a big deal well, to me, buddy. Well, listen, uh, it's been more than my pleasure, and, you know, that's why everyone listening, you never know, and that's why it's got to get up and go. That's right, buddy. got to keep the lights on, like you said. So, All yeah. right, man. Well, you be careful, safe travels, and uh, thank you so much, and it was our pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam.